0: Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 205 of the Double Density Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and Paramount Primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, we were planning on doing a chat GPT intro, but three different podcasts I have listened to in the last week have done so, and so I have elected not to do so. How do you feel about ChatGPT? Can you explain to the folks what ChatGPT is? Let's start things
1: off with that. I'm really not sure what it is, Brian, but I thought it was text-based. You just sounded like a robot. I don't think it would talk. I, I was the, doing it as
0: if I was reading
1: it. Oh, okay, okay. And you're reading, okay. Because like I've seen a few reading. things. I, I watched a uh, MKBHD video where he was talking about AI and all that, and it sounded like him. But then he said, no, I've been reading the yeah. the, the, the bot thing, whatever it's called. chat." Can you repeat it for me? i will not get this chat, right. GPT. chat gpt chat g p t there you go, yeah okay, okay
0: so chat Gpt basically is uh angela was alluding to is a uh text based AI tool that you can type into and ask it questions and it's more prescient um uh than ever in terms of like AI trained tools. you can have conversations with it it, it picks points you can uh, fight politics with it you can uh, even pretend to ask for a cold opening of a podcast style and do so as i mentioned before uh i heard different podcasts do it this week and i thought i was so novel like five days ago when i suggested it to you now in the interim i've realized the error of my ways in not doing it
1: and by the time wednesday rolls around and this podcast comes out it'll have been done a thousand more times
0: yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of bucking the trend there because I want to talk about ChatGPT. I want to talk about AI tools in general because I feel like the last like 10 days or so, there's been a huge, massive explosion in the sort of like zeitgeist of the moment talking about like AI tools in general. Either they be text-based or image-based too, right? So there's uh, kind of like the, the perfect storm brewing. So on the chat GPT side of things, it's interesting because I've read certain articles suggesting the idea that like uh, teachers will have a harder time than ever grading homework because of it.
1: Do you think it's going to go that far? I, I guess. I feel like it's all coming at us really fast all of a sudden.
0: Well, publicly the- available and easily computable. Yes, I agree. So, for example, for ChatGBT, like I did some tests recently and like it, you can like, you could tell it to do like a thousand word essay on something and it, it'll do really well.
1: <laughs> That's pretty bad, actually. Uh, I don't know what to think about that. It's, it's, I, so I, Recently, uh, I so I, I realized my CV, my resume, whatever way you want to say, it, was over ten years old. So I kind of remade it, and the ease at which I was able to do so because of certain websites and how they're able to allow you to place templates and just create a really nice CV and and still make it unique by making it your own was shockingly easy. I my my initial idea was to go into Word. And do it the old-fashioned way, go, go update my, my resume. And uh, no, this way was way better, and it actually looked really good. Let's talk about the reason you do that,
0: Angela, is because you want to become the mayor of Internet Town.
1: No, I have applied to be the CEO of Tesla. I hear the <laughs> current CEO has his hands full, so I'm just going to send it in. Um,
0: just see what happens, you know, have yeah. a little board meeting or two. Just yeah, slip it, slip it under the virtual door and see what happens, right?
1: And that'd be pretty cool. I mean, he's done such a good job, and he's so great. He's a great man. He's a very fine That's, person.
0: Um, so we are right now reporting or recording on uh, December 11th, right? So.
1: Yeah, he, he gave us his pronouns today.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I am more than amused by the fact that he is contemplating letting tweets now become 1,000 characters. The site is going to become MySpace level unusable if that happens.
1: I heard 4,000. Okay, so it's 1,000? either way ev- it's a mess.
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen people reporting 4000 and then a couple weeks ago it was 1000, but the I, I think the the closest one I apologize for the error. I think it is 4000 now. So we'll see how that uh, how that goes. <laughs> I have no faith in that.
1: That will not go well. No. No. Based on some of the topics you gave me this week and and put in the show notes, I'm uh, I I actually deleted my Instagram account today. You did. Yeah, I'm I'm just done with it. It's so annoying. And uh, Twitter, I'm, I've removed the, or, um, the official Twitter app from my phone because it's garbage. So I'm just using TweetBot, which basically keeps all the tweets from the people I follow in chronological order with no ads. Lovely. So I'm not going to use the website. The website is terrible because it always sort of gets me to click on the topics du jour. And they're always terrible.
0: They're not all like so. The problem with clicking on the trending topics is they're never actually about the trending topics themselves, it's people's reactions to the trending topics. So, I have yeah. to like scroll around and dig around to figure out what actually is going on and if someone has died. Or, yeah, you know, I was worried. I saw Martin
1: something. Short twit- uh, uh, tweeting today, not tweeting. He was uh, trending today, and I was worried about Martin Short. He's fine. Apparently, he was on SNL.
0: Yes, he and Steve Martin were co hosting last night. Yes. Yeah. But coming back to chat, GBT and stuff. So, yeah, so basically, what you could do is you could train the, you could go into um, OpenAI's platform. And uh, ask it questions, and get answers, right? So you can then copy and paste them. For example, like you could take a tool like Grammarly or Wordtune, and then transform it just enough that it evades, um, uh, you know, essay detection, let's say, right? If someone decides to somehow integrate um, searching through JAT GPT in order to figure out whether or not an essay has been auto-generated. So there are ways to like tweak the essay even further to ensure that uh, detection is minimal and then hand that in.
1: I feel like high school teachers and college professors are not going to have a good time with this.
0: I don't think so either, because uh, you and I both lived in an era of having to slave over essays. I don't know about you, but like I left things until the last second, so I pulled many all-nighters and uh, prayed that it went well.
1: So I was not like that at all. <laughs> I would start my uh, papers and stuff weeks and weeks before. I'm definitely not at the them.
0: same time. I don't know if I've told this story on the show before, but one time I took an intro to theater class with a bunch of friends, uh, second or third year university, and uh, we ended up at the end of the semester going out to do karaoke with some of the TAs who were super cool. And then uh, we uh, uh, ran back to my place because he lived off the island of Montreal. So getting home that evening was impossible. And then I spent the, like the two to five block writing my essay while he slept in my bed. And then he, I shoved him awake at five. And then he took from five to eight to write his essay while I napped. And then like at nine, we both rushed to school to end in our essays and wow. call it a day.
1: But you, And based on that, you can tell that you went to university at a younger na- age than I did. Because w- when I started university, I didn't like the program I was in. I left and only went back in my mid-20s and I- in a new program and, like, with a fresh mind and a much more adult attitude. So I took things much more seriously and got things done way ahead of time because that's how I was. Sorry. Sorry. So did I But did you, you do well? Did you do well? Yeah, I think my lowest grade ever in my degree was a B B+.
0: Okay, so yeah, you and, you spent the yeah, time doing that. yeah, I I I'd say like I was like a solid B B plus student.
1: Yeah, my GPA was in like the the mid threes.
0: So clearly, you're going for grad school right now.
1: Yeah, in my in my 40s with <laughs> with an established job, I look like if I wanted to go to grad school, since I work at a university, I guess it would be pretty cheap.
0: Or almost free, I'd imagine, right?
1: It is almost free, yes. I didn't want to say no. that, but yeah, it's almost free.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, listen, like, let's, let's get that out there, right? Yeah. Oh, the mediocrity of the white man. Oh, well.
1: Hello?
0: I'm a computer. I'm a computery guy. Everything made out of buttons and wires. Double density anyways coming back to, to talking about ai uh some interesting things on the visual side right so in the last couple of days i don't know if you're, you're probably off social media so you haven't seen people use lenza to transform their, i have seen uh, that i am still on
1: social media and but i'm not going to stay like exa- uh like i said my instagram is now officially deleted it will not be gone until j- uh, january 10th i think i sent you the screenshot right you did yeah and uh yeah, but no, I, I've heard of this. People have sent me pictures. I've seen some of them on Instagram. Um, it's not what prompted me to leave on Instagram. I was so offended by these magical avatars. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say you were so offended that no one had made any of you that you decided to leave.
1: No, I mean, look, I won't say the name of the game, but it made me sort of think of that game, and that the, makes me happy. The game I guess. that you your game. The game the that may or may not have won Game of the Year this year.
0: Which is a whole other thing we can do later, but we, we won't talk about that yet. I can't.
1: I can't even mention the game of the year.
0: <laughs> for obvious reasons, or else you have to pay up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Lenzo for a sec, right? So what you do is you basically input a couple of photos and you get different styles, right? So um, very, very interesting. Kind of harmless at first, right? And then you start thinking about, like, the implications <laughs> of it all, right? So, for example, um, what happens to your photos? Who owns your photos, right? And uh, what if someone decided to take your photos and do
1: whatever they wanted with them? Yeah, because now your photos are out there in this app that do you really know anything about the developers, right? Like what are they using these pictures for? They're training AI. Um, Is the AI eventually going to decide, Oh, these are the people I have to kill.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Right. And that's, that's kind of the the interesting kind of, conundrum we face uh as a society i think that like we are under trained and understanding the implications of using ai in these ways right a lot of people think it's harmless and fun well it could be for some for others it could be the start of a very destructive pattern things so like for example like if you wanted to um you know uh claim that someone was cheating and then used uh, any sort of ai to using stable diffusion so basically stable diffusion is a as a text image um creation tool that uh and the reason why a lot of these Um, Apps use Stable Diffusion is because of how powerful it is. It is a deep learning AI module. And uh, it costs some server space to use, which is why they charge per um, image. Like for example, for Lensa, if you want a series of images, it's going to cost you um, a little bit more. I can't remember what it is. I think it's like eight bucks now instead of four or something. I can't remember uh, off the top of my head. Cause I saw someone mention it recently, but the idea here is that you can kind of create scenarios and implicate people and deep fakes are, are a real thing too. Right. So just, it is a perfect storm, um, brewing of, um, creating a lot of, uh, different, uh, inauthentic scenarios to get what you want. Right. And I'm kind of curious if this is publicly available, I'm kind of curious to know on the military side and the private side, um, what they have access to.
1: Well, they're no longer going to need to go uh, covertly invade a country and assassinate somebody. They could just assassinate them by making them so untouchable and not worthy of leading anything. That through use of this this AI and making them putting them in terrible situations, making it look like they've you know they're eating puppies for supper, alive, alive puppies, right? Like they could have. If they don't want him in power anymore, they could have him eating live puppies.
0: It feels like we're at the beginning of a really, um, a really awful, terrible Black Mirror episode.
1: Well, what if we, we realize that the company behind these AI photo things is uh, Boston Dynamics? and their I dogs mean, listen,
0: they got the dogs they got the dogs the dogs are trained maybe the dogs are typing things up in their brains right so who knows uh there are certain kind of other implications that uh uh lenza makes and this is something that we talked about actually about predictive pol- uh, policing and, and ai tools around law enforcement a while back about biases right so um Another article I was reading from Wired, which I'll link to in the show comments, uh, mentioned how um, uh, people of color have inputted photos into Lenza and they've been like anglicized and uh, enlightened in terms of skin yeah. tone, which I thought was harkening uh, back to to the discussions we were having about um, a lot of the the AI. Um, a lot with of Google
1: Photos used,
0: yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and the, and the Google Photos thing. Remember yeah. that with uh, with the primates and all that. That was exactly. pretty awful. That was a, that was a big big mistake and now this is still proving that they've learned nothing.
0: No. So this year what we've learned, Angela, in 2022. We've learned that Bitcoin is a speculator's dream the nightmare, right? Because it, it is not a viable currency as of yet, nor will it be in the next 50,
1: 60 so. years.
0: Yeah. I'd say it'll take a long time to shake out. And then we also learned that like we can fake who, who like uh, you know tricking our enemies into things with fake technology, right? So you link to an Ares technical article all about how um you can kind of create someone out of nothing.
1: That article creeped me out because it reminded me of um, who's the guy we talk about that everybody sees in their dreams, that, that creepy... This man. Yeah, exactly. And they sort of did this with photos. And basically, we're, like I said before, we're getting to the point where we can't trust pictures at all. No, Forget for that right. juicy picture of a UFO. That's never going to happen because nobody's going to trust it, whether it's real or not, because the fake stuff looks as real as the real stuff.
0: So here's a question I want to ask you, right? Because I was reading a lot of the the comment sections, and I've been around Subreddits so all day, kind of soaking in information. One of the big debates right now is how to figure out how to properly watermark things, because you can watermark things, but also then get an AI tool to remove a watermarking theory, right? So how do you um, authentically share images on the internet anymore?
1: I feel like we're at the point where no regular person would be able to discern if something's a fake or not. You need specialized equipment because these pictures are being generated you can't even really go into the exif data and see if it was altered no because then you could also
0: just alter the exif data too exactly
1: everything's just one standard thing like do raw images even matter at this point who knows anymore
0: right and that's that's the whole problem is how does that you know the the custody of evidence digitally is like non um you know is isn't traceable anymore to a certain extent right
1: yeah, no, forget uh, forget pictures of any any cryptid. Basically, we're gonna start seeing lots of pictures of cryptids. They're all gonna be created by AI.
0: It, honestly, like it could it could happen.
1: Have is this, so? Have you tried like putting a picture of a cryptid? Or are those are, It's just drawings. They do right. They don't create images. I haven't, like I haven't this played around yet.
0: with it yet. Just, I don't really feel great about playing around.
1: No, uh, and um, right you're now. like me. You have not put your picture in Lenza or anything like that.
0: No, not at all, right? So, uh, like, okay, so the RIS R- technical, and this is kind of related to that, right? So, uh, an interesting thing is that so um, people have take have taken the the stable diffusion technology, right, the the text to to, to image technology, and teamed up with Dream Booth, which is another ga- uh, Google AI tool using um, um, uh, processing. So basically, it, t- it asks for a number of photos in order to then yeah. um, process something, right? And the interesting thing about Google is that they use it uh, to to train on animals, but they're shying away from talking about human usage, which I find interesting, right? Cause they always pivot to the animals, but like clearly this dream booth technology is being used um, to generate a lot of, of different images. Like for example, like I was uh, reading the wire article about how, you know um, uh, unsavory pictures of underage individuals could be generated using lenses. Yeah,
1: and then like we said, also make people in power look like they're with these <laughs> underage individuals. Exactly right, and what does
0: that look like, and how do you figure out whether or not it's true? We have uh, Pizzagate, hugely problematic. Yeah, like you could, it, it, yeah. That I mean, like it is a conspiracy theorist dream, right? Like I'm scared when the QAnon crowd gets a hold of this and understands the implications of it, and what they can do with it, because I feel like the end result will be uh, chaotic, to say the least. I think is the
1: best way to put it. They'll be able to show them on Twitter because, uh, as of recently. They have no more rules on posting content that isn't real or not, right? No. Like did you see whole... that Jordan Peterson tweet? No, I didn't. What, the, what, what did he say? I don't did know if it's nope? going to be. Uh,
0: uh, no, it's even funnier than that. I don't even know if it's going to be up or not. But uh, by the time we're discussing this, hold on.
1: Is that actually him, though? Yes. I think it was meant for, a, for as a joke. Yeah, but
0: if you read it, it's friggin' Why would you even say that? Why would you even make comments about underage people like that?
1: Yeah, he's, um, yeah, so, I don't know, I, 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 Jordan Peterson is probably one of the worst people out there in terms of just the things he says and the, the audience he has and how he riles them up because, I mean, there are probably many worse people out there doing worse things, but because of his position, because of his, um, perceived intellect, he's more dangerous than a lot of people.
0: I agree. And also his cult of personality right? and coming back to the idea of social media tribalism. <sighs> these tools will enable tribalism more than ever. Right. So picture, you know, the United States, the uh, political ecosphere that they live in and how that will um, either come together, or unravel uh, uh, over and over. Right. Cause I think we are clearly still in a slow descent that may accelerate very quickly using a lot of these tools to make things look um, you know, very cursed. Yeah. Well, the acceleration
1: has, has just ramped up. Over the last few months,
0: yeah, and then like we're we're in the space, right? So, kind of pivoting, though, talking uh, about ChatGPT again. I was reading an article um, discussing the idea of like why Google missed the boat with ChatGBT, right? Because there's speculation, and like in playing with it, I do agree that ChatGPT does a better um, um, result of or better job of hooking people up with the right results and contextualizing the results of questions versus you know Google offering uh, search results in a list. Um, that you have to parse through.
1: Do you ever really parse through the list of search results, though?
0: Yeah, if I'm looking for something interesting, if I'm trying to research something, I'll click a couple of links, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, Google has gotten really good at, though, giving me exactly what I bought right at the beginning. Do you remember the olden days of AltaVista when you'd have to go through pages and pages of search topics? Yeah, of course. Or Yahoo, we'd click through and
0: try to find things because, uh, you know, <laughs> robots.txt didn't necessarily work
1: back then. We've come a long way with searching, uh, but I'm I'm less concerned about searching because that's actually something useful. And now all these photos with the way they're working with AI is pretty, pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Well, Okay. so coming back to the the idea of why Google missed the boat. Google didn't miss the boat, right? Because they're not in the search business, Angelo. They're in the ad business, right? That's how they make all their money. We forget that. Yeah, a lot of people tend to forget that and just see their, their suite of products and go, this is how they do things. But no, they actually, that's where they make their brand modders, through Google Ads. So, ChatGBT, OpenAI, you know, um, haven't figured out how to monetize that just as of yet, except for subscription services. So, as of right now, it is free to use on a trial basis. But I'd imagine as it gains popularity, they will figure out um, subscription models. They will figure out how to insert ads into your chats with the chatbot.
1: Then it'll be a, a, just a question of how much you want to pay for that sweet essay.
0: Exactly, right? Um, uh, like, listen, like, we've gone from, like, Bonsai Buddy to this.
1: Oh, Bonsai Buddy. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I mean, I go back even further with Dr. Spatzo.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> I didn't even
1: think about that. That's a really good point. I mean, that, you probably were like, what? four when that yeah when that, that was on it, sound blaster that was like it came with with sound blaster
0: yeah that's pretty much where i'm at yeah
1: so yeah i mean i had a lot of fun with dr spade so when i played with that i wonder if there's like um an online version of that at, at this point
0: you could yeah. ask the internet and find out or you yeah. could ask an ai bot to pretend to be
1: the dr. Spade, doctor so. yeah, yeah. Hello, Angelo, my name is Dr. Spatzo. I am here to help you. Say whatever is in your mind freely. Our conversation will be kept in strict confidence.
0: What are aliens really like, Dr. Spatso? My child, you cannot even begin to understand extraterrestrials. If I were to open up your mind and show you what they actually were. It would be like showing an ant the inside of a modern computer chip and expecting them to intuitively know the process of microprocessing. Wow. That sounds complicated. I think I'm going to go play Elden Ring instead. Let me open up the option module and select quit. Goodbye, Dr. Spatzo. Goodbye, Angelo. May your days and nights remain as cursed as the game you just brought up. All aboard! Double yeah. so i'm uh, kind of curious though on your end like you know you have one child in high school um she won't use this but think about other kids in high school right like trying to get through how do you measure grades because we're moving away from like and, and like let, let, let's think about this for a sec right like classically traditionally learning things like your you know multiplication tables right
1: how would they? Well, I mean, you can't use it to to cheat with your multiplication tables. But you no, but the ha- idea really learn. of like
0: learning concepts, right? Okay, learning concepts, learning how to write properly is kind of, you know, I think at the end of its lifespan, and I think instead, it's it's not about the the tasks themselves, but learning how to harness the tools to complete the tasks. Now, right? Because things like calculators exist, things like gbt exist. How do you measure the effectiveness of uh, you know a students learning outcomes
1: yeah i just don't want us to end up sounding like crazy uh like the old generation of oh calculators are going to l- ruin math and how uh you no, know I'm how not saying cassette that at all. tapes are going to ruin the music industry that did ruin the music industry no i'm not good, but... i
0: we i don't think we i don't okay so maybe the visual side of things for sure that's a discussion to have especially and this we haven't really talked about like artists right like how yeah. artists feel some are well, celebrating this others yeah some are saying that like we never asked that their AI tool to to crawl our images and put them in their database, right? So that's that's a big issue. But I'm talking more about the concept of which the way technology and education intersect and the way that our grading schemes will have to change in the future to recognize these advancements.
1: That's true. We'll have to put that into consideration that... Everybody has access to these types of tools that can basically do your homework for you at this point.
0: It also goes both ways, right? Teachers can put this in get grading schemes. I saw uh, a great Twitter thread all about that. So a teacher uh, created a rubric and then asked the AI bot to, to grade various oh, nice. essays on that.
1: Well, they relaxed and watched some Netflix.
0: Exactly. So it kind of goes both ways, right? So I, The facility by which you can get things done on both ends of the education spectrum is very interesting to me, right?
1: while we were researching these things, uh, the two top free apps in the uh, iOS app store were Lenza, photo editor and enhancer, and AI art, AI image generator. So it says
0: turn words into artworks, right? Which which I imagine they're using stable diffusion technology. Uh, Yes. Because the run stable diffusion, you can run it on a PC or Mac, but it takes a lot of computing power to do.
1: Okay. So, so no, uh, it's a no-go on, uh, I guess on an iPhone it works fine too, no?
0: Well, (laughs) a lot of people are saying that like, uh, within the year the stable diffusion technology itself may be accessible via iphone right? because right now basically these apps are just portals by which you access stable diffusion on you know on uh, cloud, cloud servers, computing yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah well i mean the the chip in my mac is not too far off from the chip on my phone it's a bit bigger a little hotter but yeah it's crazy what what an iphone chip can do at this point
0: so, yeah, I think we're looking at I thinking. I think we're looking at another year or so before a lot of these tools are available um, on mobile, easily accessible. Um, the cost per usage on the server side of things will probably br- be brought down, I think, as algorithms continue to be refined and improved upon. So I feel like we're closer than ever to the singularity.
1: Well, in a year, there's going to be uh, two ep- two episodes weekly of Double Density, one that I record with your chat bot and the other one that you record with mine.
0: Do you laugh? But there are ways in which we could say several hundred words and turn that into a script of double density. If you wanted to, that'd be fun, and like record it properly.
1: I mean, I, there goes our the joy of actually making the show. But
0: hey, yeah, the joy of connectivity, the joy of talking to each other, the joy of uh, researching. Reading, like I noticed, writing, you had a watching. hair. You
1: got a haircut this week.
0: Is it me or is it robot me? Right? Like I don't know. who knows? Who knows? Yeah, let's, let's head on over from one dystopian side of things to uh, another uh, set of dystopian things uh, over on the paranormal side of things.
1: Sounds good. Because I know that uh, the government has uh, Sasquatch liaisons, people that actually can communicate with these creatures, and, you know. I've heard a lot of different whistleblowers come up on- online and, you know, through uh, different uh, uh, radio shows. Right. You've got mail.
0: Welcome back and as always we're switching gears from Tech to the Paranormal and this time we're going to be talking about an infamous movie that I made Angela watch in the inaugural episode of Ho Ho Horror. Angelo, I asked you to watch 1987's Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, a tale of revenge, a tale of murder, of mayhem, a tale of using half of one movie to explain another movie.
1: Okay. So when I asked if I needed to watch the first. Oh, by the one. way,
0: before we forget, spoilers everywhere. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, for this. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a deep movie. You don't want it spoiled at all. <laughs> a lot
0: of, yeah, a lot of symbolism everywhere.
1: Okay. I can't remember if that was on the show I asked you if I needed to watch second Yes, or we talked first about it one? on the okay. show, yeah. And you said it would be very clear as to why. And, and I know because half this movie is the first movie.
0: Yes. The movie runs 88 minutes, and I'd say of that, probably 35 to 40 are the, a recap of the first movie.
1: And when I was watching it, I I, I thought, okay, so they're just, he's thinking back, and but th- was this in the first movie? So I had to look it up and, and wonder, okay, are these refilmed flashback scenes and no they had no budget so they just went back and recut footage from the original movie into this one because the original movie is his brother killing people
0: exactly his older brother so this is the confusing part though right so um OK, so the story is it's a sequel from the first movie, and the first movie, what happens is that the uh, family is murdered by a man in a Santa Claus costume, and the kids get sent to a reformatory, and uh, uh, the brother has a deep-seated fear and anger towards the holidays. and because well, he decides... sees
1: Santa gruesomely attack his mother.
0: Yes, and murdered her
1: his yeah mom and too, it's yeah. it's a it's a really uncomfortable scene.
0: Yes. No, it is definitely, like, one of those 80s, like, shock value ones, right? So um, so Billy, the main character from the first movie, he, you know, sees his his parents get uh, attacked. So he and Ricky get sent to a reformatory or, like, a, a, a group home, I guess, right? Or an orphanage.
1: Yeah, it's an orphanage. It's like, the classic uh, Catholic orphanage with the evil nuns.
0: Yes. So the nuns think that the best idea to help Billy get through this is by getting him to become a a like a mall Santa a toy store Santa yeah and so he basically snaps um during the course of this because the pressure is uh too much to take and then he <laughs> he sees two people having sex in
1: the back of the store like two employees and then he yes. snaps and well because he saw one of the nuns doing that with one of the priests maybe I can't remember exactly what was happening in that scene but he no, saw two kids it was, two, ki- it was two
0: kids banging and then the nun caught them
1: oh that's what happened I was, It was it
0: Well, they also saw the mother getting R-word, right? So, in the original movie. So, that's the thing, too. And so, (laughs) in the sequel, Ricky retells the story of Billy's ascent, descent, you know, and fallen death in the first, like, 40 minutes using a framing narrative where he's meeting with a psychologist, a doctor, to record
1: his thoughts. This is, I think when they started replaying that. this type of stuff is when I looked it up to see if it was a reshot thing and realized no if i had seen the first movie i would have just basically wanted to fast forward through this because this is exactly the first movie so they basically showed all of his kills yeah and the other confusing thing too
0: is so they show the first like they show um billy's kills and then at one point ricky later in the movie goes to a movie theater with his girlfriend and they watch the first movie happening yeah so
1: it's it's very meta Before Meadow was even. But also,
0: yeah, but also like strangely so, right? Because they they use some of the same footage in both sequences. Yes. So yeah, so Ricky kind of becomes deranged. He uh, uh, he sees, he's like in a field and he sees a lady um, being sexually assaulted and uh, handles the man. And then later on he gets a job at a restaurant and he wanders out and he sees a loan shark uh, roughing someone up. And uh, he kills him with an umbrella.
1: The best kill scene in the whole movie, I think.
0: The funniest. Either that or um, his girlfriend, Jennifer, right? They're going out and their ex, her ex, harasses them on the street. And he, the ex mentions that he had um, uh, coitus with her first. And so Ricky <laughs> plugs him into the car battery and he electrocutes him.
1: His eyeballs pop out. And then she runs away and then he chokes her with an antenna. Yes, which is a strange thing to do for the things you love, but whatever. And, and he this he... leads... Yeah, well, this leads to his uh, suburban crime uh, crime spree and uh, murder spree, where we see the infamous Garbage Day scene. Garbage Day! Huh? No! <laughs>
0: That's right, yes. Yeah, so he basically says Garbage Day and shoots a cop.
1: And, okay, so that also is... Um, so I, when you, you shared a piece of trivia from the IMDb page, the first piece of trivia is about his eyebrows moving up and down <laughs> and it was actually times. telling, yeah. So I was telling my kids that, oh, uh, i watched this movie and one of the pieces of trivia is his eyebrows moving down. And then uh, I don't understand. So I, I, I went through the, uh, I looked up the garbage day scene and yeah. just kind of focused it on him. I didn't want to see them. <laughs> I didn't want to show them somebody getting shot, but I showed them the part where he, He's standing there, and his eyebrows and his eyebrows move up and down at least five or six times. Right. So in this that was a really starring
0: role for Eric Freeman, Ricky Caldwell. So Eric Freeman had only done a couple of movies, and uh, didn't do a bunch for a while. And uh, when they first, when Anchor Bay first put out the part one and two dvd like 20 years ago they couldn't find him to do like a director's commentary or an actor's commentary or get like a featurette um and finally like shout factory had finally um found him uh in 2017 or 2018 to record like a featurette and all this kind of stuff um because for years he was kind of like in Kubanikado, no one could find him and this this movie had grown to such cult status because of the things we explained the over-the-top acting of eric freeman's uh ricky his eyebrows the way in which he was just maniacally laughing all the time too dude was jacked too he was, yeah, and so he was supposed to be like like twenty. There,
1: he did not look twenty. No, <laughs> he looked like.
0: So when you watch that, you.
1: Yeah, I was I, so I didn't realize how old he was supposed to be because it's true. When he's going out with his girlfriend, like he's doing like teenager stuff, and nobody looked like a teenager. Yeah.
0: No, nobody looked like a teenager in the least. Even the 15-year-old didn't look like, like the 15-year-old version of Ricky that the, the first kill that he does doesn't show him to be that way. Also, no, I forgot to mention um, Billy's mullet in the first movie. Incredible.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just an
0: incredible mullet. Like, just the best. When he's a, a child and he first shows up at the orphanage, the, the mullet is just so good.
1: Now, do you feel there's some actual deep meaning to this movie or was it just a dumb thing?
0: Let me put it this way, Angelo. This movie was recorded in 10 days, so you tell me.
1: Who knows? It, it, 10 days Ten days is a lot of time to get your artistic vision out there. AI can do that in like 10 minutes. It feels like AI put this film together, to be quite Almost, honest. it like did, an right? early, so, Yeah, like just found footage of other video, other movies and just put it together.
0: So thankfully slash unfortunately, there are three other movies uh, in the Silent Night, Deadly Night OG franchise. The third one involves Bill Mosley, who's a character actor. He was in a bunch of Rob Zombie movies. He was also in the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. And he plays a comatose Ricky, who has a psychic connection with a a woman who is blind and uh he wants to kill her
1: oh, fun so now the the as the movie continues though we so he does his crime spree in the suburbs yes, and then he decides that he wants to go find mother superior
0: yes, exactly so he decides right, to go that, stalk her and end things that his brother could not do because in the first one he gets shot dead before he could kill mother superior yeah. the The source of all of this. Um, Christmas-related
1: angst. Now, there's something I didn't catch, and I don't know if they explained it, but what is up with her face? Double the other thing I noticed about Mother Superior's house is, did you notice her address? I did not. What was it? Six, six, six.
0: Oh, was it really? That's super yeah. interesting. Some
1: symbolism right there. Yeah. Um, I did notice also she had a Samsung TV. I didn't realize <laughs> Samsung made TVs back then, but she had a Samsung TV. Well, good news. And... There, so you had to have noticed the homage to The Shining though. So The Shining, right? By 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 what's his name? <laughs> Can I think it was Stanley name? Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick, uh, another great filmmaker like the one who made this film. He um the the scene where he's cutting through the the door with the axe. Well, there's a whole scene like this some, Yes, 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 some, of course. So there, the the, that point felt like, the
0: POV shot, yes.
1: Yeah, so that felt like an homage to to The Shining and uh yeah, it uh, there's some symbolism in this movie. The six six six. So I mean, if we want to really
0: draw some symbolism out of the two, right? So the idea here that like uh, um, religion ruins everything, right? So the you know uh, Mother Superior being the avatar for all things religious in both movies, and how um, her forceful ways box both Billy and Ricky into a certain mindset, right? Because in the first movie, what happens is that Billy dies. And then one of the last things that happens or the last thing that happens is that younger Ricky looks at Mother Superior and just says naughty because naughty is the refrain that Billy uses whenever he sees people acting up in the first movie and kills them.
1: Yes. And some poor uh, innocent Santa Claus gets killed by the police in this movie.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, of course. And then there's that whole scene where they're kind of running around the, uh, you know, they catch a Santa, just a dad being Santa Claus to his child and they almost shoot him.
1: Yes, in, a, in the child's room.
0: And no less, true. But yeah, coming back to the idea of the symbolism here. So, I mean, if we really wanted to draw things that oh, we could kind of talk
1: about. I mean, about. You're, you're the film buff here. You're the, you're <laughs> well,
0: the... I, said, I meant more conceptually, like, the idea of religion ruining things, right? Which is why, like, um, Santa Claus exists in a magical, non-religious realm. Sort of, right? If you'd agree with me on that one. I mean,
1: the, the true Santa is Krampus.
0: Well, I mean, yes, if we want to go all the way back. Oh, speaking of that, Angelo, I saw uh, the David Harbour starring film Violent Night. Yeah, last night
1: okay you went to the movie theater to see it
0: i did and it was incredibly good oh okay uh my huh. wife and i both enjoyed it she's not the biggest fan of violent movies but it actually was quite fun to watch and they give santa a an interesting bit of of backstory
1: okay so he he's he's the actual santa
0: yes and he he doesn't know how his magic bag works he keeps seeing it's just magic stuff
1: okay oh i have to and he murders people
0: well, he saves innocent people, yes.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yes. I can't wait to watch it.
0: It's, it's really good. And it's written by the writing team who did Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog, too. So that's oh, something. That's really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was wild to see. They actually do a podcast. Uh, one of them does the podcast called Best Movies Never Made, or he co-hosts that. Really, really good stuff. And it was funny to see uh, that go down. Anyways, all that to say, like, kind of the idea of Santa Claus existing outside of the realm of, like, religiosity, right? Because the, the modern Santa Claus, of course, is based on the uh, Coca-Cola uh creation of
1: santa don't don't make don't let my kids here say you say that well one of them anyway
0: i was gonna say like one of them should know no (laughs) shit yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) oh that reminds me when i get upstairs i have to move the elves get them you you were one of those elves the the shelf families did not want to but we've been forced into it by schools why but i put very little effort they just basically move around the house they don't do anything super fun and the kids are the kids were happy. Well, my daughter not anymore. She did not really care, but uh, she she just plays along for for her brother's sake. So that's fine. Her her brother's sake or her father's sake? Oh no! I if it was if I didn't have to do this, I would not. Does she know this though? Because I th- I feel like she's just humoring dad. No, 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 no. She she knows. I I move them around every night. Sometimes I ask him like, "Where should I put them?" She's like, "I don't care." <laughs> so it's like, you do it. It's not my job. So she's I'm, learning. Uh, I'm
0: super anti-elf on the shelf so that's uh
1: same you know. here i we my wife and i were completely against it except twice the teachers in her class in the both kids class talked to started talking about the, the elves and how all like, the kids why? all the kids had elves and my poor children were deprived so we had to go by we had to like run to the pharmacy and find elves one year for my daughter and then a few years later for my son <sighs>
0: Bullying yeah. and peer pressure are real and alive and well, even in 2022. Yeah.
1: yeah. So anyway, I'm going to find the place for the elves.
0: But yeah, coming back to the idea of, of religious, um, uh, religious narrative or subtext going on, right? You mentioned Mother Superior's House, 666, right? Equating religion to the devil. Interesting. I can't, and right. I
1: can't believe I caught that and you didn't.
0: I, yeah, so I watched it t- earlier today, but I was also busy cleaning the house. So I'm going to own you it. You
1: did not give the movie your full <laughs> undivided attention. A movie I like listen, this I've, deserves it.
0: I've seen, like, five or six times at this
1: point in my life, if not more. I can't believe you've seen it that many times.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I was an early proponent. Like I said, like, I, the Anchor Bay Blue uh, DVD I owned very early on. Uh, I, and I used to show this as, like, a party trick to friends who'd never seen it before, and, uh, claiming that it was, like, one of the worst films that you could watch during the holiday season.
1: So, is there anything you feel like you've learned from this movie? So, other than Santa could possibly be evil, religion is bad... Don't watch parents being murdered by a Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not actively going out trying to like see this
1: in the wild. Okay, perfect.
0: Well, I think one of the things I learned is that you can cram one movie into another if it's a sequel, and people are not going to notice a lot of the time. Or if they notice, they still pay their money to watch the movie. Yeah,
1: I did feel bad for the poor doctor. He was sweating quite a bit, and he looked familiar. He's been in other stuff, that guy. Yeah, if only there was a website
0: where we could see these things, right?
1: Imdb. <laughs> We, um, should
0: create a, we should we should ask chad dbt to create um a a movie about a killer santa claus and see what well happens.
1: i mean a sequel to silent night deadly night six
0: so there's five in the og and then there's silent night from 2012 and then there's mm-hmm. nothing after that yeah so the fourth one has nothing to do with the story of, of Billy and ricky uh, his family um basically like a, an a investigative reporter finds out there's like a christmas cult it's kind of like a rip off of halloween three yeah i was season, gonna say which Yeah. And the fifth one is all about um, like a ripoff of Puppet Master, essentially. Um, okay. So basically, it's like an elderly toy maker makes like killer dolls and toys for for customers, which are like the kids. Right. And Mickey Rooney's in there. It's just he plays the dad. It's just Mickey Rooney plays a character named Joe Petto. So I'll think about that for a sec.
1: Huh. No symbolism there.
0: None at all, uh, but it's, it's wild. It's, it's friggin' wild. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, and that's the thing is that like it kind of reminds you of Hellraiser, the Hellraiser c- series of films, right? So after the third one or the fourth one, they started taking unrelated scripts and throwing the Hellraiser elements into them, which is why there's like the Adam Scott medieval one. I've exists. never
1: seen a Hellraiser movie.
0: Uh, okay. The first two are quite good. The third one's actually uh, really good too. And after that, it's good luck with that.
1: Well if Adam Scott is isn't it, it must be good no
0: I mean it's early Adam Scott it's like 2001 Adam Scott here
1: Oh okay jeez he was a, he was in my head he's like 12 years old in in 2001
0: <laughs> No this is a dimension films right so this is like their their like the the horror sub jar yeah. uh, or or sub label right and just uh quality uh, varies widely but mostly very very low Angelo if you had to give Silent Night, Deadly Night, a rating, uh, or Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, a rating of between one and five
1: axes for Axmas, what would you give it? I think I'd just give it like one axe head. Oh, like the top In of terms the of like quality. Yeah. But in terms of enjoyment, I, I think I got a good three axes out of it.
0: I'd say, yeah, I'd say a uh, quality one axe, like a full axe, right? Oh, because full axe, like, okay. Uh, well, okay, so it wasn't shot terribly. is like a huge thing to me. It wasn't edited too badly. Uh, the acting, of course... Uh, pitiful, but uh, the special effects are quite good, and the reason I give it a full axe is, you know, Ricky used a uh, full axe to chop Mother Superior's head off, right? So, that's the full axe there. And then enjoyment, four axes out of five.
1: What about umbrellas? No umbrellas? No umbrellas.
0: Uh, Did you want to read it on an umbrella system, too? We could do that, right? So, uh, replace the the axes with umbrellas, same result.
1: Yeah, like a half-open umbrella. (laughs) If you had to recommend this to people, would you? Yeah, just, I mean, it's free on Tubi, so just might as well. And I really only got, I got one ad break the whole time. Really? Lucky you, yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, this will be the first of three in our Ho Ho Horror um, trilogy of, of film reviews in the next little while. Yeah. So I if think... you've seen, if anyone has seen Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, let us know over on Twitter, double underscore Density. On Instagram, double Density Podcast. You can even email us at double at, at or you can hit up double net. Leave us your thoughts about the movie.
1: I think the next one will be Black Christmas. That's on but Yeah, we're going to do the Bob Clark well, right?
0: Black Christmas. Yeah, so Bob Clark, director of many interesting films, including uh, Children Should Play With Dead Things, Canadian, Bob Clark. Um, so this is, uh, there's some debate whether or not this is like, a, a considered like the first slasher or a proto slasher.
1: Okay. okay. So we're
0: going to do that, and we're not going to watch the remakes. We're not going
1: to do that at all. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go check that out uh, this week, and yes. we'll talk about it. Uh, so yes. And it is on Tubi, I believe, right? Yeah, it, right.
0: it, is, it is on one of the free services, yes.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, that's so, great.
0: This has been it for episode two zero five of the Double Density Podcast. How do you feel about it? Like a chatbot. <laughs> uh, that sounds like like the old pop song, like a G six. Yeah, um, I don't know what that means. But you don't know what that means. Now I'm feeling
1: so fly like a G6. No. have um, the cataracts. Like no, nothing. S- nothing. unfamiliar. I'm unfamiliar. But uh, this was a fun episode. It was. I enjoy watching dumb movies. And we only got a couple more to go before the end of the year, too.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, well, Angelo, everyone should tune in next episode as we continue to talk about the mysteries, the mysticism, the secrets, the heritage of Christmas movies. Angelo, yeah. I will see you next week, not at the theater.
1: Yeah, make sure you watch Black Christmas so you can follow along and not get spoiled. See you there. Bye. Bye. No No. no